festival's thundering taiko drums disrupted the night, calling swarms of people from their various lawn chairs to get up and dance in a circle around the wooden scaffolding holding the musicians. Children in summer kimonos known as yukata played, but stopped as a little girl told them she needed to dance with her grandmother. The children moaned as the girl joined the adults to dance with the spirit of her grandmother. The festival is part of Japan's Halloween Obon, and this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 26, Japan's Halloween and famous ghost story, Yotsuya Kaiden. I am Kamuela Kaneshiro. This is our second episode of our month-long Ghost Month celebration. Also, there was a lot to cover in this episode, so it is longer. I considered breaking this into two parts, but felt it was too disruptive for the narrative. So I apologize to those who plan on our episodes being under 13 minutes. Listeners, sign up for our newsletter at legendsfromthepacific.com to get the latest about dedicated episodes of my paranormal investigations and experiences, which will be released in the next couple of months. Later in this episode, Japan's most famous ghost story, its ghost which still haunts Japan, your featured song, Hawaiian word, and Pokemon... But first, Japan's Halloween Obon. As stated in our previous episode, Ghost Month falls on the lunar calendar 7th month, so Ghost Month 2020 runs from August 19th to September 17th. Also, since Ghost Month or the 7th month is considered so unlucky, Asians associate the number 7 with death and misfortune. Because of this, many casinos and gambling games remove Lucky 7s from their games to attract Asian players. Now, many Asian cultures generally celebrate Ghost Month the same time, but things were mixed up while switching to the Gregorian calendar, and different regions incorporated different customs. This is seen in Japan. Okay, Japan's Ghost Month celebration is known as Obon, which is spelled O. B-O-N. Sometimes the honorific O is dropped, and the festival is just referred to as Bon. Obon lasts three or four days and has three parts. As stated earlier, Japan's regions celebrate Obon differently, so Obon may be celebrated on the first of Ghost Month or another day. But the constant theme is ancestor worship through offerings and remembrance. The first of Obon's three parts involves cleaning the family's grave and returning home with lanterns or having a bonfire in front of the house. Lanterns and fire are believed to guide the spirits. The second part involves spending time at shrines or temples. Some eat vegetarian food for lunch while sharing stories of the departed loved ones who are believed to be in attendance. This second part is usually when the Bon Odori 
or bone dance occurs. Our opening story took place at a bone dance and is when people celebrate and dance with their living and departed family. Bone dancing is a group dance similar to line dancing and bone dance's social aspects have been compared with western barn dances. Bone dance's slow pace and easy moves make it approachable for beginners. Also, the songs and dances vary to reflect its host region and ghost stories are shared at night. See, the nights were usually hot and ghost stories would prickle people's skin, giving them chicken skin or goosebumps, so this was old school air conditioning. There's a certain type of Japanese ghost story for special occasions, but that's a story for another time. During Obon's third part, families float lanterns in streams or rivers, for it is believed the lanterns will guide their loved ones back to the spirit realm. Now, in Hawaii, bone dancing is big. Oahu's bone dancing runs the entire summer instead of one night. Temples use this as their main fundraiser, and things are coordinated so two temples, one in town and another in the country, host a bone dance every weekend. Similar to Japan's different regions, Oahu's bone dances are known for different things. I usually go to the ones with good food. Some of Hawaii's bone dance play modern songs like Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest, Beautiful Sunday by Daniel Boone, and a dance known as the Pokemon Dance. As you can imagine, Pokemon fans are delighted when this plays and many fans dress in cosplay. Oahu's Bone Dances concludes at the end of summer with the Okinawan Festival. As a side note, my last name is Kanashiro, which comes from Tamagusku, which is an area of Okinawa. Every Okinawan festival, my family makes Okinawan ramen. So if you're ever in Hawaii during this time, stop on by and try it for yourself. Just be warned, it's usually a long line for hot food on a warm day. Still to come, the ghost that still haunts Japan, your featured song and Hawaiian word, but now a story. The following is the legends from the Pacific original story and is based on cultural testimony. A masterless samurai or ronin was married to a beautiful woman named Oiwa. The ronin was running out of money and went to see his father-in-law for help. He noticed Oiwa's father arguing with a petty criminal. The criminal desired Oiwa's sister, but she was promised to another man named Yomo Shichi. So the criminal was denied. Strangely, Oiwa's father was still upset from talking with the criminal and told his son-in-law he was going to end the marriage with his daughter and dismissed the ronin. The ronin was upset because Oiwa was the only thing in his life. The criminal approached him with a deal. The ronin kills his father-in-law to keep Oiwa while the criminal kills Yomoshichi, making Oiwa's sister available, and the criminal would cover things up. The ronin agreed. The criminal attempted to kill Yomoshichi, 
and believed he died while the Ronin killed his father-in-law. The two claimed bandits killed Oiwa's father and vowed to avenge his death. Oiwa's sister begrudgingly agreed to marry the criminal, and the Ronin kept Oiwa. A little while later, the Ronin was broke. Frustrated with his life, he began despising Oiwa. Next door lived a wealthy doctor who did anything for his granddaughter's happiness. His attractive granddaughter was in love with the Ronin, but jealous of Oiwa's beauty and long, luxurious hair. A cream was made and given to Oiwa. Oiwa placed it on her face. It burned, and Oiwa thought the cream was working. But the cream disfigured the left side of Oiwa's face and caused her left eye to droop. Her grotesque face caused her ronin husband to despise her even more. The doctor approached the ronin, offering his granddaughter and wealth if he separated from Oiwa. The ronin agreed. He planned a clean separation from Oiwa by catching her in bed with another man and paid a servant to carry out his plan. The servant entered Oiwa's chamber but was shocked by her grotesque appearance. Oiwa didn't understand his reaction until he showed her a mirror and she saw her mutilated face. The servant couldn't go through with the deal. He begged for her forgiveness and exposed her husband's plan. Oiwa cried hearing about her husband's devious plan. She combed her hair to conceal her disfigurement, but stopped when clumps of her luxurious hair piled onto her feet. She dropped her comb, horrified that the hairless area showed more of her deformed face. Rage filled Oiwa. She armed herself and went to confront her husband, but there was an accident. She slipped and was fatally wounded by her weapon. The servant ran to the ronin for help and explained what happened. The ronin smiled and killed his servant as Oiwa bled out, repeating her husband's name. The ronin framed his servant for killing Oiwa, tied their bodies to planks, threw them into a river for all to see, and wasted no time moving in with the doctor and marrying his granddaughter. In the other part of town, the criminal was furious that Oiwa's sister wouldn't share his bed. An intruder barged in. The trespasser was the sister's betrothed, Yomoshichi, the man the criminal thought he killed. The criminal confessed everything to Yomoshichi. Oiwa's sister was devastated her betrothed was alive and asked to be killed as atonement for her shame. Yomoshichi complied. But before she died, she told the criminal she didn't sleep with him because she and Oiwa did not share biological fathers. But she and the criminal did. They were half-siblings. The criminal remembered Oiwa's father's behavior when they spoke. The father knew. 
the criminal was disgusted and begged Yomoshichi for death. Yomoshichi complied and went to deal with the ronin. During the ronin and his new bride's wedding night, she turned to him and her face became Oiwa. The startled ronin attacked Oiwa, but her spirit revealed that he killed his new bride. The commotion awoke the doctor who entered the room and appeared as the servant the ronin killed and framed. The ronin attacked, but it was Oiwa's spirit disguised as the servant and revealed the ronin killed the doctor. The turmoil awoke the doctor's household and Oiwa's ghost infected the ronin with hallucinations of the people he killed. The ronin slaughtered the household and moved into the streets. Oiwa intensified the ronin's hallucinations, and she appeared as objects including lanterns. The ronin fled into the hills as Yomoshichi arrived in his wake. Days later, Yomoshichi found him. The tormented ronin was crazy and malnourished because Oiwa made him believe all he caught were bodies of people he killed. Yomoshichi pitied him and ended the ronin's life. Coming up, the ghost that still haunts Japan, your featured song and Hawaiian word. Our closing story was a rendition of Japan's most famous ghost story, Yotsuya Kaiden. Yotsuya is an area of Japan, so Yotsuya Kaiden translates to Yotsuya's Ghost Story. This started as a kabuki play in 1825, and there's been many retellings, so details may vary. In some retellings, Oiwa has a child, or was pregnant, which puts her on the level of Bangkok's Maynak, who we've spoken about previously. Along the lines of similar ghosts, Oiwa has been compared to Okiku, the girl in the well, who we also talked about on a previous episode. But many view Oiwa as more brutal. Also, many prefer Oiwa's reversal of power, especially since during this time, women did not have much power. The original writer of this story, Tsuruya Nanboku IV, included the real-life event of a samurai who discovered an affair between his concubine and servant, nailed them to a board, and threw them in Tokyo's river. During the play, Oiwa's hair combing was considered very sensual, and turning that scene from sexual to horrific, I'm sure would have made Alfred Hitchcock blush. Oiwa's story also influenced the famous Japanese illustrator Katsushika Hokusai, whose illustration of Oiwa's spirit possessing a temple lantern to the hallucinating ronin is truly haunting. This image can be seen on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com. I'll also include a link in our show notes. Today, Oiwa's body is believed to be on the grounds of a Tokyo temple. A marker states her passing as February 22nd, 1636. But Oiwa's story doesn't end here. Many horror films and shows like The Ring or Ringu and Ju-on pay homage to Oiwa by deforming the left side of their character's face and include a drooping left eye. 
but things don't end there. See, there's been many films and shows about Oiwa's story. Some of these productions have experienced accidents, deaths, and mysterious occurrences, especially to the women playing Oiwa. Many feel there's a curse connected to Oiwa's story, and comparisons have been made between her story and Macbeth. Now, production, cast, and crews will visit Oiwa's grave to ask for her blessing. Like I said, there was a lot to cover in this episode, but I didn't feel right talking about Obon without giving you a good ghost story. And breaking Oiwa's story into two parts didn't sit well with me. Like all the legends I share, I wanted to give the culture and Oiwa the proper respect they deserve. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, a.k.a. DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which comes from the Japanese band Furer Pad. Here's their instrumental, Summer Spur, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kanashiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is actually closer to a sentence, Ipu kukui hele po. Ipu kukui hele po means lantern. Specifically, Ipu kukui hele po translates to light for going at night. An example for ipu kukui hele po is make sure your ipu kukui hele po has batteries for hurricane season. Once again, ipu kukui hele po is Hawaiian for lantern. That's fitting. A longer Hawaiian word to fit a longer episode. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and ahui ho. Ahui ho.